your boy L.A. Ray Harris, host of L.A. Courtside Podcast, a podcast that's brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. This is episode number 87 and will be L.A. Courtside Podcast, the Lakers version. And in a couple of days, of course, I will drop L.A. Courtside and the Clippers version. Uh, Before I even get into the Lakers, though, I want to tell you guys a little bit briefly about my trip that I just took. Must need a vacation. I went to uh, Cabo St. Lucas, which is in uh, Mexico. Very, very nice place. Nice resort. Uh, The Hard Rock Hotel in Cabo St. Lucas is really nice. Food could have been a little bit better, but very, very nice resort. Uh, It's brand new, actually. It was built in 2019. And that little song clip that you just heard called Get Low by Lil John." really appropriate for this tip to, uh, trip to Cabo St. Lucas. I tell you what, man, those them ladies down there taking vacations, I mean, you're talking about getting low. I mean, they were out cold. I mean, it was like five couples, you know, all married couples, my wife and uh, four other couples. And, um, you know, we we're out there lounging by the pool and all of that. And this one chick come by, you know, she had her two-piece bathing suit on and, you know, she had the great big butt. It almost looked like it was fake. But, you know, boobs all sticking out and all of that jazz. And she walked up to another woman and just flat out smacked her on the ass. I mean, a hard pop, like, pow. And I'm like, damn. So I'm thinking, okay, these two women must know each other. You're not just going to arbitrarily come in and slap somebody else on the ass like that. But sure enough, they didn't know each other. The girl that did the smacking kept on walking. The one that got smacked kind of turned around and grinned a little bit. And I guess, hey, when you go on vacation, that's what you do. And then later on that night, we were in another bar inside of the uh, Hard Rock in uh, Cabo. And there's one other chick. She just, you know, she was drinking. She was buzzed a little bit. And she just flashed. I mean, you know, she had her little halter top on, whatever that's called. And she just pulled them bad boys down. And voila, guys was in the bar was hooting and hollering and, you know, the bartenders, they were, you know, looking like it was no big deal. Like, yeah, we've seen this before. See it all the time. So suffice it to say, that trip was really, really wild. We really, uh, really enjoyed ourselves down there, though. One tip, L.A. fam, if you're going on a trip out of the country, with the exception of Canada, you have to make sure that, um, you know, on your way back, well, not make sure, either you're going to be negative or positive when it comes to a COVID test, but you have to take a COVID test. And if you're on one of those resorts and if you're negative, that's fine. You just go to your plane, come back to the United States. If you test positive, however, you may have to be quarantined for 10 days and stay there on that resort for 10 days until you either test negative or you don't have any symptoms. Now, the one way to get around that, if you've had COVID within the last 90 days and you've recovered from it, you actually need a letter from your uh, physician, your doctor, 
stating, yes, you had COVID in the last 90 days. You were on quarantine. You recovered from it. You have that letter. And if you test positive down there in, say, Mexico or wherever you go, you can show that letter and you're able to get back on the airplane. Most resorts like the Hard Rock Cafe, if you do have to quarantine for 10 days, is free. However, they're not going to let you just walk, wander around that resort. They have what's called isolation rooms. And uh, it's really some of their rooms that it's not the most expensive. And you're stuck in that room. You can still do room service. You have your TV in there and things like that. But you're going to be stuck in that room until you test negative. So fortunately for my crew that I was down there with, everybody tested uh, negative and we were able to come back to the United States. So say all that to say, if you're thinking about going to Cabo St. Lucas, it's a really, really nice place to go. Go visit, have fun, sit back. On, you can go on the beach, sit back around the pools. They have clubs inside of the resort. We went outside of the resort uh, to a restaurant and to a club, you know, a strip club. You know, you have all your Jennifer Lopez's down there dancing in a strip club. So it's very, very nice. I would definitely recommend Cabo St. Uh, San Lucas to those who want to venture there. But while I was there, getting back to the Lakers, I was not able to watch any basketball games. We were having so much fun. So when I got back, uh, what I did was just look at the schedule and I see, you know, the Lakers have been in a win-loss, win-loss, win type of cycle. And the last game, of course, against the Brooklyn Nets, they won 109, I'm sorry, 106 to 96. And LeBron James is still playing at an MVP level. Um, I don't think there's any doubt about it that he should be the MVP. Maybe it will be determined by how far the Lakers make it in the playoffs or if they even make the playoffs. I still think they can. But LeBron James is simply the most valuable player in this league. He has been on a hot streak um, uh, even from himself, from his own mouth, is saying it's a streak that uh, he may not even remember ever being on since being in the NBA. I mean, the guy's just playing out of his mind. And the one sequence, uh, just, well, I'm going to uh, let you hear this clip. I'm sure you all have, have uh, saw that game. But the back-to-back steals with the dunks, he even had the Brooklyn Nets crowd coming out of their seats when that happened. I mean, I saw that. I'm watching that game. I actually watched it this morning. And I'm like, this dude is just out of his mind. Back-to-back steals and back-to-back flushes. Take a listen to this clip. Harden with seven to shoot. Fendoff gives it up. And this time, James anticipates. LeBron James, big-time flush. Fifteen Nets turnovers. (laughs) And another. James has got the angle. And a two-handed hammer. LeBron James, back to back. I mean, like I said, even the Brooklyn Nets crowd appreciated the play of LeBron James, especially in that particular sequence. Um, One of the best things that that came out of that game, uh, in my opinion, is is the beard losing. And uh, James Harden, I'm referring to. I, again, it's just another player or one of the players that I just cannot stand that guy. I, you know, it's because he cries so much, okay? They're not calling those flops anymore that he does. You know, the NBA referees have kind of changed the way they call fouls. 
or, or don't call fouls now. And some of those calls that James Harden has been getting throughout his career, he's not getting anymore. And the guy just whines and cries. And I just, I mean, he's a great player, obviously. Don't get me wrong. I'm not crazy. In this particular game, the, the dude had a triple-double. Again, he was 11 out of 24 from the field. And he had 12 rebounds and 11 assists. Total 33 points. He was minus 12 to why he was on the floor. He also turned the ball over six times. I know uh, we as Laker fans always complain about Russell Westbrook turning the ball over. But Westbrook does not lead the NBA in turnovers. That would be the beard. And he had six turnovers in this basketball game. So anytime they lose, it's always a good thing. And then, you know, uh, uh, I guess in the uh, newspaper or he must have had an interview with someone after the game or something like that. And he said how he was frustrated. You know, the Nets, I mean, I don't know what he's frustrated for. They're 29 and 18. You know, they, the Kevin Durant is still injured. Kyrie Irving only plays in half the games, and they're still 29 and 18. So I don't know. Is that guy, is he, is he uh, regretting the fact that he went to Brooklyn to play? I'm not sure what the heck is wrong with him. But anyway, it's always good to see James Harden lose and complain. I like West. I'm sorry, not Westbrook, but uh, Durant, I'm sorry. Kevin Durant I like. Kyrie Hur Irving, hell, I like half the time. He only plays half the time. But Harden... Nah, when he loses and complains, then I revel in, the, in, in his crying like a baby. But in any event, going back to the Lakers and LeBron James, it just goes without saying again, 33 points in 34 minutes, 14 out of 21. You know, 34 minutes, you know, really efficient. You know, doesn't have to play 40 minutes a game. And the guy's still scoring 33 points, plus 10 while he was on the floor. Only two of eight from beyond the arc. But that's all right. You know, that's a guy that can keep jacking him up. Uh, seven rebounds, six assists, three steals, two blocks. I mean, what can you say? You know, there, there's not enough superlatives in the, in the Webster Dictionary to describe this guy that's playing at this level at 37, 38 years old, whatever he is. He just had a birthday. I think he may be 38. But, uh, I, again, there's no superlative to describe LeBron James. Uh, the rest of the team, Westbrook played pretty well in this Nets game. Seven out of 14 from the field, six rebounds, four assists, and he turned the ball over five times. So, you know, you have James Harden and Westbrook. They combined for 11 turnovers, but Westbrook, at least from the field, shot 50%. Anthony Davis, this was his first game back. Looked okay. Very first player of the game. Gets an alley-oop dunk from LeBron James. He scored, uh, he only scored eight points in 25 minutes, but Hey, at least the knees didn't buckle. I think he only fell maybe once or twice to the floor. And he was three of eight from the field. So as I mentioned in previous episodes, they're going to need Anthony Davis and if they have any chance of winning a championship. I know a lot of you Laker fans are disgusted by Anthony Davis for one reason or another. And no, he has not been playing as well as he has in the past. But they're going to need him to win a championship. They're not going to trade Anthony Davis. So let's just get that out of the way. He's not going anywhere. And I think as long as he stays healthy, I think his game is going to pick up. I think he's going to improve. You know, he has a lot to prove because he knows. He knows people are talking about him, whether it's the fans or, or hopefully nobody in the organization. But maybe his own teammates are telling him, hey, man, we need you to play better. 
And it's that simple. We need you to pick up the pace. We need the Anthony Davis that was playing in the bubble when they won the championship in Orlando a couple of years ago. That's the Anthony Davis that they need. And I think they will get that. You know, Laker fans, you have to be a little patient. This team, you know, the way they've been put together, and we've talked about it all year. It's like a round peg in a square hole type of pieces. And we have to just hope that eventually, <clears throat> excuse me, they get some cohesion, especially with Westbrook. You know, there's still some issues with, with Westbrook and turnovers and bad shots and, you know, West Brick and, you know, all of that jazz. So that's going to have to get better. But in any event, they're still 24 and 24. And, you know, when the playoffs start, you just never know what's going to happen. The trade deadline is coming up on February 14th. And uh, after I have some words from our sponsor, DraftKings.com, I'm going to speak just a little bit about the trade deadline. But the Lakers will be in the hunt for some help. There's no doubt about that. Maybe some shooting uh, help from the outside. Uh, they'll be looking for something. But, you know, they have limited resources as far as, you know, trade pieces. Again, they're not going to trade Anthony Davis. Uh, Westbrook's contract prohibits him from being traded to anybody. I don't know what team would pick up the 44 million that uh, the rest of the 44 million that he's owed this year. And then next year, Westbrook has a player option for 47 million. Who's going to pick that up? Who, who's taking that on? And who's going to give up a player of Westbrook's talent or status to take on a guy who has not, by all accounts, had a very, very good year. Westbrook, I'm speaking of. So I believe the Lakers, as far as the big three, are going to remain the big three for the remainder of the season. It looks as though Frank Vogel will keep his job for the rest of the season. And they're going to have to find trade pieces someplace else. Now, Taylor Horton Tucker may be a possibility, but he's been playing pretty erratically, you know, since he's come back from injury in the game against Brooklyn. He, he played 19 minutes, but was 0-6 from the field. Zero points. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Goose egg. You're not trading Malik Monk. He's one of your better players coming off the bench. He scored 22 points. And again, great play by Monk. Personally, I would have him in the starting lineup over Avery Bradley, but that's why they pay Vogel the big bucks. And maybe if you did that, then the bench wouldn't be as strong because Bradley would be coming off the bench. So as long as Monk is getting big minutes, I guess that's okay. 28 minutes, 7 out of 13 from the field, 6 of 12 from beyond the arc for 22 points. Carmelo Anthony, 4 of 10 from the field, 3 of 7 from beyond the arc, 13 points. So Carmelo is still doing what he's been doing all year. Some games, you know, he's very, very hot. Some games he's a little pedestrian, but I have no issues with Carmelo Anthony at all. One of the surprises uh, for the Lakers uh, so far is the play of Stanley Johnson. And, you know, I was one of those guys who was like, Stanley Johnson, when they picked him up, I'm like, Stanley Johnson? I mean, come on, Stanley Johnson, for real? You know, you're not going to get anything from him, especially offensively. But what he brings to the table is some toughness, some defense. You know, the guy can play some defense. And he hustles big time. 29 minutes, he only scored four points. You're going to have some games where he may, he may crack double digits with like 10 points, 12 points, or something like that. But for the most part, he's going to play like he played against Brooklyn. Four points, you know, a couple of rebounds, an assist, a steal, stellar defense. You know, he was hounding uh, James Harden most of the game, and 
You know, you're not going to stop James Harden most of the time one-on-one. Harden still scored 33 points, but he had to work for those points. They were not easy. But Stanley Johnson was hounding him all over the court, and that's what you want from him. Avery Bradley is a guy that I know before I went on vacation to Mexico, there was some Twitter conversation about whether or not Anthony Bradley should be in the starting lineup or get as many minutes as he's getting. But, you know, he has his he has his moments. He had a decent game, 24 points, four out of eight from the field for nine points. You know, pretty good defense. He can hit the open shot. He was one out of three from beyond the arc. I don't think Avery Bradley is a hindrance at all. It's just a matter of not whether he should be starting. And in this particular game against uh, Brooklyn, Trevor Reza, that was a, uh, Trevor Reza is another one that uh, there was some big-time Twitter conversation about whether he should be on the team at all. He did not play coach's decision. Dwight Howard did not play coach's decision. DeAndre Jordan, you know, hey, I know you Laker fans are ready to run this guy out of town, did not play coach's decision. And Wayne Ellington is another guy, did not play coach's decision. So the Lakers overall, again, they're just, you know, wallowing in the, in the 500 pool, you know, with a, a lot of other teams, you know, including the Clippers, you know, 24 and 24. Not great at all, but still in the playoff hunt. And as long as you're still in the playoff hunt and as long as you still have a healthy LeBron James and you have a healthy Anthony Davis and if Westbrook can pick his game up and they can uh, somehow fit him into that puzzle instead of a round peg in a, in a square hole or whatever the case may be, you put a round peg in a round hole with Russell Westbrook, and now you got something cooking. Now you got something cooking. Uh, Austin Reeves, he's a guy I mentioned on, um, on uh, Twitter that a guy that I want to see be a little bit more aggressive. He plays a lot of minutes, but he doesn't take a lot of shots. I know at the beginning of the year, you know, he, he would jack him up. But lately, for some reason, he doesn't shoot the ball all that much. He was only one of three. He only took three shots. He was 0 of 2 from beyond the arc, but he played 24 minutes. He had five rebounds so, and six assists. So I guess, you know, that's pretty good. And he was plus 13 on the floor. But the kid can shoot the ball. But sometimes it seems like he's a little reluctant to shoot. He was open a couple of times during that game where he just flat out passed up shots when he was just standing beyond the arc. So I think he needs to be a little bit more aggressive and that would bode well for the Lakers. It would also boost his confidence. You know, you're you're always going to miss shots, you know, but hey, man, jack him up there. Evidently, Vogel has confidence in you to give you that many minutes. LeBron James and the rest of the guys, I I don't see anybody complaining about him playing all of these minutes. I know LeBron James, you know, he's a coach on the floor. There's one sequence where he was kind of, in Reeves' face, not not in, the, in a negative way in his face, but I was kind of coaching him up on a certain situation out there. And, you know, that's what the young fella needs. But I'm sure LeBron James would tell the guy, hey, man, you're playing all these minutes. If you're open, shoot the ball. Shoot the damn basketball, kid. But, again, L.A. Lakers, 106-96 to victory over Brooklyn. Very, very good game. And the Lakers will continue to play on the road. Now, their next Three games on the road is at Philadelphia and Joel and B. I don't know what they're going to do with him. You're going to have to start either Howard or Jordan. I believe it would be Howard. Matter of fact, they're probably playing both. 
just uh, so they can consume those 12 files because Embiid is going to file somebody out. I mean, he's been playing out of his mind. He's also an MVP candidate. And then they have to go to Charlotte. That's no gimme. Charlotte is playing very, very well, or they have been playing, you know, pretty well during the season. You know, you got, you know, Mellow Ball and those guys over there. And then you go to Atlanta and you have to deal with Trey Young. So these next three games are not going to be easy. At Philadelphia, at Charlotte, at Atlanta. And then they come home to play Portland. And then the uh, Crypto.com Arena showdown with the L.A. Clippers is on February 3rd. And we all know that that's a big-time rivalry. So that would be a big-time basketball game there. So, L.A. fans, what do you think? 24 and 24, you know, they're on this win-loss, win-loss, win-loss type roller coaster. But I still see some good signs on this team. I still think that they will make the top eight anyway. I would say sixth, seventh, or eighth seed. Now, you don't want to be nine or ten for sure. Actually, you don't want to be seven, eight, nine, or ten. You want to be in a top six. Now, Lakers are going to have to really pick up the pace in order to get to that plateau, but I, I really think they can. I'm not being a homer. You guys know I'm, I'm not the homer guy, you know, here. I'm unbiased. Call them as I see it. I still think the Lakers are no worse than a sixth seed, definitely as far as talent goes. It's just all about putting it together on the basketball floor. So, Laker fans, what do you think? Go to my... Uh, Twitter page, uh, you know, put some Twitter posts on there at L.A. Courtside Pod. That is the Twitter handle for this particular podcast. So before I get to the second segment and talk about a few players that's on the trading block, let's hear a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. Only four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and of course, one of the teams is your Los Angeles Rams. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? No worries. You can experience the conference championships with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want to. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
basketball fam. Again, this is your boy L.A. Ray Harris of L.A. Courtside Podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And as you just heard, sponsored by DraftKings.com. And this is episode number 87, the L.A. Lakers version today. That that clip you just heard right there, man, I heard that song down in Cabo. And I must admit, I'm not uh, too hip, let's say, on the Latin hip-hop scene. You know, I've heard a lot of songs and things like that, so I'm I'm not up on it as I am the uh, old school American hip hop. But I tell you what, man, down there in Mexico, man, they crank out songs like that. I'm telling you now. Nah. And in the strip club we went to, baby, I mean, they was kicking that bad boy out, and the senoritas was in there doing their thing, if you know what I mean. And I had to I had to Google or Shazam that song. Actually, Shazam, of course, is an app that you can get on your phone if you don't know the name of a song. You just tap the Shazam button and it'll let you know the artist's name, the song name, and things like that. So I had to look that up. And that particular tune that you just heard called Danza Caduro. The English version of that is Dance Caduro. And it's a Spanish-Portuguese song by Puerto Rican recording artist Don Omar and Portuguese-French singer Lucenzo from Don Omar's collaborative album Meet the Orphans. So, I, I mean, that, that they was just cranking that song out along with other, other big time Latin songs. Let, let, let me crank that out one more time and you get another little flavor of it. shit anyway um segment number two just want to briefly real quick talk about uh trades and of course the big the trade deadline in the nba is coming up on february 10th it's always an exciting time of the year you know your basketball team whether it's the lakers or the clippers or any other team in the nba everyone's looking on google and um you know reading articles and things like that to uh see who's available or who's going to be available what's the trade rumors out there and things like that so in the sporting news, I just ran across an article. And again, just briefly want to go over 10 interesting players that may be on the trade block. Of course, number one is Ben Simmons. And I'm not going to waste my time talking about Ben Simmons. Uh, you know, he's you know s- probably second to James Harden as a guy that I just cannot stand. I'm just going to be flat out honest with you. Guy's a very good defender, things like that. He's a good rebounder, good ball handler, high basketball IQ, can't shoot a damn lick. Don't want anything to do with him. Although, if the Lakers could get Ben Simmons and trade Russell Westbrook straight up, I'd do that trade. Of course, trades also has to or have to um, have the uh, money involved in it as well. The money uh, should match and things like that. So I'm not going to get into the money piece, but just these interesting players. So Ben Simmons is one. Um, DeMontis Sabonis. And Miles Turner of the Pacers. I believe Miles Turner just recently got hurt. Not sure how long he's going to be out. Um, but he's a very, very good player. Very, very good rebounder and shot blocker. And also has a decent offensive game. We know what Sabonis brings to the table. He may be on the trading block as well. Karis LeVert from the Pacers. Looks like the Pacers are trying to trade their whole team. I mean, look at that. You got Karis LeVert, Sabonis, and Miles Turner. 
And it seemed like the Pacers should be playing better than they've been playing. But anyway, uh, some think Karis LeVert is on the trading block as well, a guy who's been injured throughout his career. But when he's not injured, he averages close to 20 points a game. In uh, 2019 and 2020, and 2020 and 2021, with a total of 92 games, he's averaged 19.5 points per game. So he's an interesting piece. Uh, you have Buddy Hield. A lot of Laker fans uh, thought that Buddy Hield should have been the guy uh, the Lakers went out and uh, traded for, as opposed to Westbrook. Hindsight is 2020, of course. I don't think the Lakers uh, have anything to offer right now to get a Buddy Hield, of course, other than Westbrook again who I don't think the Sacramento Kings is going to touch. Marvin Bagley of the Sacramento Kings. He's uh, also rumored to be available. Decent player. I don't think he's been doing that much since he's got out of Duke. You know, kind of overrated in my opinion at Duke. Uh, I wouldn't want any parts of Marvin Bagley myself. Thaddeus Young is a guy for the San Antonio Spurs. He's a uh, veteran ball player. Maybe someone that um, the Lakers could possibly look at bringing in. Eric Gordon of the, of the Rockets, you know, he's a high-volume shooter. He averages about 15 points a game, four assists. He's a capable defender, capable playmaker. Uh, I don't see a fit with the Lakers, per se, unless you can get an Eric Gordon for a Taylor Horton Tucker. You know, hey, would you do that, Laker fans? I don't know. They're pretty interesting. Gordon Drogic of the Toronto Raptors. Uh, didn't think he wanted to be in Toronto to begin with. Uh, he's, he's making about $19.4 million. Uh, so he's a guy that could possibly get dealt. You got Terrence Ross of the Orlando magic, you know, high flying guy, uh, averages about 15 points a game a couple of years ago when he was a uh, six man of the year, or he actually finished fifth and six man of the year voting back in 2018, 19 season when he averaged 15 points, but he's just not a guy that I would just, you know, be, uh, putting all my chips in to go after. And then the last one, of course, Jeremy Grant. That's the big rumor uh, surrounding the L.A. Lakers. He plays for the Pistons, of course. When he's not injured, he averages around 22.3 points a game. Pretty good uh, defender. You know, he's not the best defender in the world, but he's certainly not the worst. He can shoot from three. And, uh, again, he's a pretty good defender, and he has a little playmaking in him. So those are 10 interesting, interesting names that I, I have read or did read in the sporting news today. So sit back, relax, fans. That trade deadline is coming up on February 10th. We know the Lakers are going to make a deal. Okay, Hopefully, Palinka doesn't screw it up and get another player in here that's, uh, that's damn near 40 years old. So with that, Laker fans, I'm going to leave it right there. Again, thanks for listening to episode number 87 of LA Corsat Podcast. And wherever you get your podcast from, whatever platform you use, you can find L.A. Course App Podcast and subscribe so you don't miss any further episodes. Also, I would appreciate if you leave a comment and uh, rate this particular podcast. Uh, it will help me out tremendously. And uh, again, L.A. fans, until the next episode, I'm going to leave you a little bit more of this, this Latin tune uh, that I, I heard down in Mexico. And until the next episode of L.A. Course App Podcast. Yeah.